Welcome to the Real Family Therapy Podcast. The DJ Double OG. We got Are You Serious? Hello. Dad in the building. How you fellas doing today? Doing good. Doing good. Great. Uh, well, today I wanted to start off, you know, usually we start off with news nobody cares about. Uh, and I do have a couple of stories that I wanted to get into uh, regards to news nobody cares about. But I thought it'd be more appropriate to start off with the George Floyd trial that's going on right now as we speak, literally. Um, They're on lunch. Oh, they just went on lunch? Yep. Yeah, right before we came on, I was watching the, the young lady who took the video. She was on the stand. And the other dude that was standing there that uh, that was trying to tell the police to get off of George and somebody was holding him back. I didn't even see, I realized just now <clears throat> that somebody was holding him back. So they both gave their testimony. Uh, Dad, have you watched the trial? Yeah, I've been watching it on and on. Yeah. So, yeah, so the last witness was a nine-year-old girl, a little nine-year-old girl who said, they asked her, uh, but what did you see? She said, I saw the policeman with his foot on George Floyd's neck. And he said, so they asked, she said, did you ever see him take his foot, take his knee off? She said, no. And they said, well, how did George, what happened at the end? He said, well, the paramedics came and had to force the police to get up off of him. And he was dead. <laughs> so, so I don't know what the defense is going to do. I haven't heard too much from him at all during this trial. But what can they say? I mean, so their their, their defense was that they were so afraid because of the crowd was getting violent and anxious. So that's why the prosecution brought a nine year old in who was there. So they could they're like, well, how how violent could it be when a nine year old girl is sitting there watching, you yeah, know, standing by? And that's the video that they were showing uh, from the body cam footage of the man holding the black man back. Uh, and they were trying to make it seem like he was holding him back from getting at the police. But if you really watch it, he was just holding him back from being in the street. Because if he if he took a step in the street, the police would have killed him, too. <laughs> so he was really just holding him back, trying to save his life. Um, but yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't see the nine-year-old girl. I just watched the the defense, they were really trying to trick up the young lady that uh, took the video. And uh, I, I said something about this, too. Um, you know, George Floyd, we talked about it last week. He just settled for $27 million. And I wonder if the, the young lady that, that took the video footage of uh, Derek Chauvin sitting on George's neck for nine minutes was compensated. Uh, and I think maybe she should be compensated because without her, she's the main witness. Her video was the main evidence in trial. No, they had video. They had video of the whole thing from a from a from camera across the street. Was taking video of the whole thing. Yeah, but they wouldn't have if she didn't post that video. Right, she's the one that put it on blast. Yeah, but yeah. they had video. video on Facebook. They, they had they video of looked, the whole thing. Yeah, but I'm saying though, they wouldn't even have looked at the other videos. And got, I don't think it would even, you know, I don't think they would even, if she wasn't videotaping right then and there, if nobody was videotaping George Floyd's death, I don't think it would have made the, the Channel 11 news. That, oh, no, we wouldn't have heard nothing about it. I don't think it would have made the news. So that's why I mean, like, her impact on that video was so big. But that's that what the defense the came against her. 
when she was yeah, on the stand, the defense said, hey, you know, they would try to implicate that she was trying to make money off of the video or that she, she was getting paid for the video. That's why she took it. She didn't do it because she, you know, she was interested. She was trying to make some, uh, she was a, a video, you know, a media, what do you call it? social media video social person media that likes comments. to get, yeah. So she was just doing it to get on social media. Gotcha. So that, that was their only defense against the video. Yeah, so what? The video is <laughs> the video. Yeah, that don't have anything to do with the video. What she gonna do with it after it's taken? It's not. They just mad that it got out there. And you got multiple, like you said, multiple videos of showing the same exact footage, so it's not edited or anything like that. So. And the thing is, the first did you watch the first witness? The first witness was the uh, the nine was the uh, police dispatcher. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I missed that one. I missed when they that one. when they uh, dispatched her, she said that she was, and that she had a camera. The camera was watching the that was filming the thing the whole time, and so she got so concerned. She thought the camera had froze, so she was uh -huh. calling, talking about, "Well, you know, something's wrong. Is this camera frozen? Because they haven't moved off of his neck, and and all this time, because she was going back and forth. She said between." taking calls and watching the video going back and forth. She said she kept going back and forth and then she would see it was still in the same place. She thought it was frozen. And so when she found out it wasn't frozen, she called the sergeant and said, I think there's something wrong going on over there. There's something wrong. There might be something, uh, some kind of brutality going on because this has been going on too long. So she called the sergeant to report Derek, Derek Chauvin before you know anybody else did. She was the first one that said, "Hey, something's wrong with this," you know, because it looked like you know wasn't that moving until she saw people moving around him. Then she realized that it wasn't frozen; that it was that was just them still stuck on his neck. Yeah, that's that's pretty uh, damaging when the nine one one operator calls nine one one. On the yeah. police, yeah, <laughs> because the way she's doing it is wrong. I don't know how they cannot find him guilty. I mean, if they want to keep all they're accurate, doing is waiting on one thing: what actually killed him. If well, they got, know, if they got a medical report that says that he died from drugs or something else, that's their only defense. That's the only thing they got. Yeah, that's a defense. Yeah. They got yeah. the him the Hennepin County coroner said that he didn't have any uh, association bruises uh, in the muscle area and that it was the drugs in the system that died. And then we got two or three other uh, coroner reports that all say he died from asphyxiation. Yeah. Uh, so the well, that's why they had to add the third degree murder on there because third degree, you don't have to actually be the one that caused it, actual murder, caused the death, but you what you effect. did exaggerated the situation to cause his death. So by them, even if he was overdosing, they were laying on his neck. He couldn't, they didn't, they didn't do anything to treat him from overdosing. If he was overdosing, they still had it on his neck instead of taking him to the hospital and getting treatment. But, you know, the, uh, the film footage that they have from the cameras, the sound that I heard, you know, the, some of the sounds was like they're yelling at him, telling him, 
you know, comply, get up, get in the car, comply, get up, get in the car. And he's like, I can't. <laughs> you on my neck. How am yeah, I going to comply? Get up. Yeah. How am I, I going to comply? How am I going to get in the car when you when three of y'all, one on my neck, one on my back, one on my legs? So Derek Chauvin is the only one that got the most video. But if you see the other cameras, they show all three of them on him. Mm -hmm. Did not move for nine minutes. Yeah, they was crushing his pelvis in a hole now. Yeah. So, so. yeah, I don't know what the defense, I, mean, I don't understand how it could be. But, you know, it's the, the sad thing is that we as uh, black people in America, we can actually visualize them coming away with a not guilty verdict because uh, of what because we've been going it. through. Yeah, we've, we've seen, seen it so many Brown. times that we're looking that this would be a, uh, it would be a surprise if they did get a murder verdict. Now, when the black policeman shot that white woman and that trial went through so fast, I mean, I, it, you blinked and he was in prison, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm he like, was, uh, and he I knew that he was going to jail. I'm like, he's yeah, going he, to jail. He was Somalian. Uh, yeah, Somalian. You know, in this man. case, they called it black. They didn't call him Somalian the whole time, though. They they keep referring to him as a black police officer. Right. Uh, he was not saying he's Somalian. He was though. black. That's all they yeah. care. He, his yeah. skin color was black, and her skin color was white. Right. That was it. That's, you going to jail. That's exactly how they did it. Uh, but we've seen it with Philando Castile, too. You know, I yeah. thought with Philando Castile, he's on camera. There's no way that we watched this police officer pull out his gun and shoot this man in the front seat of his car in front of his daughter and his girl, and he was going to get away. And yeah, you got to not guilty. Yeah, not guilty. That's why I'm, I'm just not, I'm not, I can't personally invest into the actual trial itself. I'll just wait for the results and see what it is. But I can't go through the up and downs of the, the the conversations and oh now I know for sure they got this so because it doesn't legal and illegal doesn't have anything to do with ethics and what's right and what's wrong so yeah because yeah. the defense all they got to do is get one person one juror to say uh, I don't think they proved the case and that's it that's a wrap all right um King. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about him too, but Rodney King. But see, the, the thing is, there are so many films of policemen killing black men on film, on camera, shooting them in the back, choking them to death. So that's why it's you can't say that it's impossible that they can't. We said that so many times, it's ridiculous that they, it's impossible. The only thing that was impossible was when... Uh, OJ got off. That was impossible. They still <laughs> talking about that. They still got movies. They still ain't over that one. They're like, how did we let this get by? <laughs> but, you know, that's, that's sad. It's sad because of, as a black people, that we have to think like that. We don't even, we can't, we can't, you know, we should not have to fathom this much inequality and injustice. You know, we should be able to say, well, this is a cut and dry case. Yeah, they're going to get off and then see it happen. But we've said that so many times and not seen it happen. That is, it's, it's just sad. All right, let's get into some more uh, news, some news that nobody cares about that we probably should care about.
is the CDC director says she's scared of a fourth surge of COVID-19 cases rising up. Yeah. Uh, just as bad as the last one. Uh, she said it's uh it's going down. <laughs> what are we going to do with this COVID-19 thing? It's like Get even, with the, yeah. even with the vaccine, it seems like the cases is just still rising and rising and rising. Well, That's because you got people not dropped. getting vaccinated. Yeah, the cases have dropped for yeah. elderly people, for the demographic that has taken the vaccine. But everybody else, which is the majority of Americans, haven't been able to access the vaccine yet. So people are acting as if they already got the vaccine right. and they have it. So that's why you have my state, for example, that just kind of opened up softly because our gym was only open two, three weeks after March. And now yeah. they just started to read. Now they just reopened last week. So, I mean, everything now they're just starting to do indoor dining last week. But before that, we didn't have anything except for two weeks out of two or three weeks out of the year, I think. So, I mean, what's happening now is that because the vaccine is out, people are acting like they got the shot, but they didn't. Yeah, but it was out for only a certain demographic of right, people. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, well, now in Minnesota, I think this today, they're opening up for 16 and over. Okay. What yeah, you mean because, 16 uh, and over? For vaccine? anybody the age 16, for everybody, 16 and over. But that's going to be based on availability too, right. which is based on who's giving the shots, which is based on who health they're going to decide gets it first. Right. So if you have a good doctor and a good health insurance, they'll slide you in and they'll right. get you in there first and things like but that. But they're all going to get their it. people in first first. Right. Their friends, their family goes first, then you. And that's why this vaccine is different than any other vaccine. This isn't like any other situation that we've had historically. So that's why it's all about context and, and taking things in the, the situation for situation. So what they did was they had fluenza, influenza vaccines already in preparation. All they had to do was tweak it to make sure that it fit COVID-19. And that's how we got these vaccines so quickly. People just think they just started from scratch. And in yeah. six months, they just, that's not how the case. They've been doing this for years for influenza. And then once they were able to do that with the flu shots, then they were able to tweak those to make sure that they match with COVID. So there was no shortcuts taken. It's been the same yeah. process and the same engineering aspect. They just were able to use those same ones that they were in progression with. And they matched with... Um, with the COVID-19. So that's how it usually works. But also the distrib distribution and how and who and why is a completely different aspect. It doesn't benefit, uh, it doesn't be the benefit the government in this situation to harm a lot of people in that aspect or experiment for this vaccine because there's so much attention to it. People disregard the flu shot. I disregard the flu shot, right? So that you can mess around with, you can do a little something with, whatever the case may be. If you get sick, people, you know, there's not as much attention to it. Everybody doesn't get it. It's not mandatory. No one really cares. But with the COVID-19 COVID vaccine, it's a little bit different because of the, the, focus, the focus. This isn't just the United States vaccine. This is the world vaccine. This is everybody vaccine. This is if you want to fly in commerce, 
and money is attached to this vaccine. So that's why this one's a, a, a lot different, not even a little. It's a lot different the way they set this one up compared to any other vaccine they've ever had. It's just not the same. The distribution is a lot uh, different too. I'll give you an example. I got from my uh, from my ACMC transplant where who did the transplant on my kidneys. Okay, the day that I that I became eligible for the vaccine, I got a letter from him. The next day, I've never heard from a, my main doctor. I haven't heard from him yet. I haven't heard from if Reggie hadn't sent okay. me that link. We wouldn't have not heard from from anybody on the other side. So it depends on who's giving, who's distributing it, or who's approving it, and who's sending out the letters. You know, you got to go get a letter inviting you to yeah. take the vaccine. Mm -hmm. And so that's what's slowing down a lot of people. Because yeah. me or Charlotte didn't get a letter from our doctors yet. They're not. They're not distributing the information very well and very clear. They're not. They'll they'll tell you all day about the case numbers and how many people are getting sick, but they're not telling you all day. This is the place you can go. This is the place you can check. Make sure you check daily. Put yourself on the checklist for this location. If your doctor didn't let you know, you can also check here. Go here or go here. So they're not doing those type of things. Like so, that's why, and depending on the state, they're not being very responsible from the doctor's aspect not from the state aspect as in the state is trying to push out that information, but the media isn't pushing it out for them as much as they are the, the actual issues itself. So the state on their website, you go to the actual website, they got all the information you need, but it's hard to get that communicated when none of the other uh, communication at, uh, points are actually pushing those, the vaccine actual narrative itself. They're just pushing, they'll show you on the news, there's a line for the vaccine, or they'll show you that, the president said that there's going to be everybody should be able to get the vaccine by May 1st, but they're not giving you the information to say, hey, where can I go check to get it? For people in Minnesota, go to vaccineconnector.mn.gov. Or for California, go to myturn.ca.gov. For other other states, just literally type in vaccine for my state and then type in your state. It's not that hard. Everybody can find everything else in the world. We can make sure that we push and try to find it if you really want it. it doesn't give you because the the issue with the doctor's office, for example, they only can tell you what they can do, right? At that one location, but with the sites that I just said, it'll check everywhere. Yeah, and it's anonymous. Yeah, they're, they're not because a lot of these doctors' offices they're giving out vaccines. Like I said, it's going to be based on what they have available. And who and they're gonna give it to their people first. Their people they're gonna first. call their friends that they know, their family, their members that are eligible first. They're gonna make sure that they get theirs first. And then what's left, you know, you have to wait around, you know, until they decide that there's something for you. But the site that Reggie just talked about, this is an anonymous. So everybody, so nobody is knowing who's friends or nothing. It doesn't based on that. It's based on an anonymous. They just start picking names out of the hat, you know, and then throwing you in and saying, okay, here, if you don't reply, if you don't reply right away, when they send you a, a, a text, then your name's off. And then you got to get back on the list again because they don't play. Because I did that. I did that because I got the uh, notification uh, yesterday morning and 
within, and I didn't reply within three hours. Three hours later, I went to reply and it was full. So I had to get back on the list. And then they sent me out another thing. And then I, I got, I, I was like, okay, don't play. <laughs> get it right now. Yeah, but sometimes but see, even then they have, like if you literally just wait there, sometimes you might get lucky and they might have extras from that day from people not right. showing up to their People not showing up, yeah. So that's how you can get it before. So you literally have to just sit there and wait at some locations if you have the time and the ability. Most people don't. So, I mean, but yeah. It's an option. Oh, uh, I'm looking at my son who's over there playing with the basketball. All right. Um, another news I wanted to talk about today. Now, this is really the news that nobody cares about section. Uh, I, I know you heard about this. Are you serious? I don't know if you heard about this there. Uh, Lil Nas X uh, released some brand new shoes this week. Uh, do you know who Little Nas X is there? <laughs> okay, so so he I don't um, he's like a rapper. Um, he made the song. What's the name of the song? Rodeo and uh, Old Town Road. So I like Rodeo, and then he got another one too, Panini. That's my joint. So he got these songs. Panini. Well, I just figured by the Road. name that he had to be a rapper. You know, he got yeah, three little. different dimensions of a name: Little, yeah. then Nas, and then X. Which one are you? Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, are you, a are you a Nas or are you an X? He's none of the above because Nas <laughs> or DMX will probably be upset. Uh, but Lil Nas X, though, he's a famous rapper, but he's also famous for coming out as the first openly gay rapper uh, to make oh, it. He's really confused. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> so wait, wait. Say that. So hold on. Dude. <laughs> It gets better. It gets better. And say you confused. So Little Miles X has released some shoes. Uh and Nike is suing him right now uh, because of his shoe release. Now, the shoes that he released are called Satan shoes. The remake of Nike Air Max 97. He produced 666 of these shoes. They're red and black. And each shoe contains a drop of human blood in the sole of the shoe. So where do you get all this blood from? I don't know. So somebody missing. <laughs> One of his employees is missing. <laughs> no, 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 no. They, they probably did like everybody else and and uh, jumped on one of them homeless people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he made it somebody missing to make his shoes. <laughs> but I mean, you can ask somebody to donate some blood and they'll do it for $60. That ain't that tough. Let's, if be, you naming, let's be real. If you naming them Satan shoes, you probably Yeah, so this somebody. is what it is that Nike is suing him because he just bought 666 or some odd number of those shoes. And Nike then he went with another company and that company changed and customized the shoes to do that. So Nike was like, yo, we don't got no part of this. He bought the shoe. He bought the shoes regular and then changed them to that. And then my issue yeah. was, was that a lot of people had the audacity to be like, well, the only reason y'all saying this is because he's homosexual. The only, trust me, that's what the narrative they tried to push is what? that the only reason that they're it's hating they... on him is because he's gay. Now, 
Then the they fact that he said some human bloods in there that right. don't have no factory. Right. So then they bring up situations like Three Six Mafia or Bone Thugs and Harmony or things of that nature that reference uh, the devil and Satan and that aspect of those type of things, right? DMX, uh, Hell is Hot album or whatever the case may be, where he has blood all over him, right? So here's the difference. This is a one. This is 2021. This ain't 1996. This ain't 2001. So the things that you did before, you can't get away with now. A lot of those albums that those rappers put out then, they could not put out now. If you listen to Up In Here, for example, if you listen to (laughs) Up In Here by DMX, that song could not be released today. Just listen to the lyrics. Y'all gonna make me lose my mind. Uh, all he's doing is bashing gay people the entire song. Just read, do, go through the lyrics in your head right now. Aaron, go through the lyrics in your head right now. I did. I all did. he's doing is talking about gay people the whole time. But it's a number one smash on the chart. So we can't use that as an excuse. And two, there's a difference between rapping a lyric and having a lyric about it in Satan or literally having a shoe called the Satan shoe with human blood in it and in the video he is bent over in front of Satan now that's something I have not seen yet I've seen the shoes I've seen the you blood see a couple images I, I didn't did watch the whole video I'm not watching that video. whole video but he's sitting there twerking crazy. on Satan so it has yeah. nothing to do with homosexuality. It's about the whole Satan worship. And black folks don't mess with Ouija boards. Let alone I, I would never stuff. buy a shoe called Satan. I don't even buy devil's food cakes because it got the name <laughs> devil in it. I don't buy anything that say devil, Satan. I will not buy it. I don't care. I have never bought a devil's food cake. I ain't buying none of that stuff because it says devil. If it says hey. devil Satan, I'm done. I don't want to have no part of it. The Bible oh, says give amazing. no place to the devil. And I believe that. I ain't giving him no place, especially in my belly. <laughs> That's funny. Hey, you know what's, what's bad is angel food cake is nasty. But I would never buy a devil anything. No. The devil... Uh, vacuum cleaners, I ain't buying none of them. I ain't no, uh uh-uh. <laughs> I don't have the devil in my house. You don't like none of them that Detroit Devils, the, the no nah. <laughs> devil rays, uh-uh. right? Funny, From what I just heard, Satan is the least of the issues. I want to know where that blood's coming from. If it's <laughs> a, actual human blood in this shoe. That don't. That, I mean, that right there. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Where's that blood coming from? It's not from? that. Yeah. Well, I mean, people is tripping about a stimulus check for fourteen hundred dollars. Trust me, you can get some blood from somebody easily donated. That that's not yeah. that difficult. You can get you, yeah. you give somebody two three hundred dollars. They can give you ten pints of blood, and they'd be woozy, but you'd be all right. And he got enough blood for all the yeah. little, still a little drop. Woozy. We used to, that's that's the lick though. Donate blood and plasma. That's, that's what I'm saying. Lick. So there's that's not even a. But it's not. Oh, it's is that not that one that looked like a cowboy? Yeah. Yes. yes. First black uh, country singer or something like that. Not the first. Yeah. Rap, the country yeah. rapper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard of him before. I seen him. I never. I don't know. I, 
It ain't surprising to me that he's gay because I looked at him. Uh, that's a whole other issue. But uh, yeah. yeah, so he. I mean, he's a so what he does is he just does stuff for attention. But oh now he's still trying to laugh it off. But Nike is legitimately suing him. No, so they don't get their money. So he can try to laugh it off all he wants, but he's still getting sued. And plus, ain't nothing funny about playing like that anyway. I mean, it is if you don't believe in it. That's some weirdo stuff. All right. uh, In other news, well, that's it. Let's get out of the news section, right? Because we got stuff to do today. Let's talk about our subject of the day. You know, each and every week, Real Family Therapy Podcast, we like to discuss uh, at least one subject um, and delve deep into it. Uh, And this week, we want to discuss something that we were supposed to discuss last week, uh, but we got into church last week. Uh, so this we want to discuss friendship, and uh, as we see, are you serious? Got his background. My and, boys, uh, dad got his background, and uh, these my friends back here. Yeah, so I want to talk about friends, um, and just having friends relationship, and and as an adult looking back on, um, on. On friendships growing up and how they evolve and how they change because a lot of times that's something that we really don't don't think about. Yeah. Um, but our friends are our important factor in shaping the way that we live our everyday life. Yeah. And not having friends is an important factor on shaping the way that we live in our lives. You know. So I just wanted to get into that topic. I guess when is the first time that you met somebody that you can remember? And he was like, man, that's that's my homie. That's my friend. You know, like, I know school was probably the first time that I, I don't know that you remember making friends. But uh, um, let me ask you, Dad, because this is it's, uh, been a little bit longer for you. Um, well, my first friend was actually my cousin. Um, so they were relatives because that was okay. all that we knew. As when we grew up, you know, back in the 60s, early 60s, we were all growing up together. So the families, you know, were, you know, so, you know, uh, Dwight's family, John's family, Junie's family, all of us grew up together. So we all hung out together. So we were our own friends. We didn't have any outside friends other than just the family. So, you know. But I, what I realized about picking my friends was it was usually based on them uh, doing something to protect me. That's how I, that's how they became my friends. Like Dwight, you know, I thought I was tough when I was in elementary school. When I was in second grade, I thought I was tough. And so what I would do was I would, um, I had, there was this bully that was bullying everybody in the in the school. So, you know, I thought I was tough too. So I confronted him and told him, you know, I was telling him off and you know, started getting into a fight with him. And he was he was on top of me kicking my butt. <laughs> and then Dwight came up behind me and just hit him in the hit him in the back, got him up off of me. Ever since that, we was tight. I'm like, I'm taking him every. <laughs> you gonna go everywhere with me because uh, <laughs> you know you was he was my friend. So that was my first instance of a friend. But then my everlasting friend after that was uh, Daryl Daryl White. 
you know, when he first came to Minnesota, we went to Marshall Junior High. And uh, I was in, we was in like seventh or eighth grade, seventh grade, I think. And um, so we had this teacher that was always picking on people. You know, he would, he would front you up in class and talk about you getting your face. And so he was all up in my face. And, you know, I was, you know, I was a little crybaby back then. And I'm all crying. And, and then Daryl jumped up and started telling him, I was saying, get out of his face. Why are you going to do this, do that, do that, and that? And I'm like, who is he? And ever since then, we've been like that. <laughs> that's been <laughs> since 1968, 67. We've been friends ever since then. Mm-hmm. And that's my only friend after that. I haven't had any. I mean, we hung out with a whole lot of people back then. But that was my only friend. And I know the reason why I can say he was a friend, he's a friend, is that we didn't have to always agree. And we didn't have to always be together. You know, there was spaces in time where we didn't hang out at all for years. And that's because he was doing his thing and I was doing my thing and they didn't mix. And so, you know, I was like, okay, you got to go your way. I got to go my way. You know, I'm, I got married and had, you know, kids and stopped doing a lot of the stuff that he was doing. And so we went separate directions, but we never broke that chain of friendship. And so till today, he's still friends. We're still, you know, the only friends that we got, you know, that's basically. Right. He'll tell you, so we're more than friends. That's why I got the hit. That's his family in my background. They became my family, you know. <laughs> that sounds familiar. Their brothers, his brothers and sisters who became, you know, like my brother. I mean, I I was part of their family. They was part of my family. He was part of my family. So that's how friends usually become family, become a brother. You know, so just like a regular family, you don't have to be with them all the time, but they're still your brother. You know, regardless of where they're at, regardless of what they're doing, you know, you might not agree, you might not want to do it, but they're still your your family. So that's how uh, that's how I met Daryl. That's how we became friends because I was like, I, even though I was bigger than everybody, I was like, mm-hmm. I need somebody to talk for me, you know. So I didn't do a lot of talking, but Daryl was good at talking, you know. So we we was good together. We went through we went through a lot together. <laughs> I mean, Some things through, uh, I don't know if uh, legally you can say everything, but <laughs> most of it ain't legal. But you know, we went through a lot junior high, high school. We both got kicked out of high school together, you know. You know, spent a year out of high school. And, you know, then I decided, okay, I got to go back to school. And he he went his way, and I went my way. So for a while there. So, but we still we were still friends, still brothers. That's dope. Come on, son. Reggie, what about you? My first, first friend time? is you, brother. Hey, I was there to say the same thing. We ride or die. We ride or die. Like me and you, especially on Aurora. Oh, we fight with each other, but let them down the street mess with us. And we right there fighting together side by side and then play with them again the next week. But (laughs) I mean, we only a year and a half apart. So, I mean. Yeah, it's a little closer. bit different than most people, so we're close. We shared the same bed till we was in, well, I was 10 years old. 
10 and 12, yeah. yeah. Till we moved 10 and 12, to yeah, until yeah. we moved out. So, literally, it was me and you all the way. I mean, we had I had yeah, a couple some. little friends here and there in school, like an expo. But until 10, until I was 10, it was me and you every day, ride or die. And even then after that, you know, like... Um, still friends. Still. That's why I say, like, for you, I mean, we cool. Like, it's it's not like... I mean, obviously, we had our <clears> kids, we have a little tit for tat. But after a certain point in time, I ain't never had no issues with you. Mm-hmm. We was always cool. And like uh like I said, like even in junior high and high school and stuff like that, I was just happy to ride along. <laughs> I, yo, put me in the back in the trunk of the blazer and I'm cool. I'm not gonna say nothing. I'm not gonna mess with nobody. I'm gonna wear my sweater vest with no shirt underneath and mind my business. <laughs> the blue one. <laughs> Hey, wasn't that a blue sweater vest? I don't know. I think it was no, it was I black. It was, it was white and black. black, white and black. It was black and blue. Yeah. yeah. But other than no, that, I would say the same thing though. But yeah, it was like me and you was we was we was locked in. You yeah. helped me out when homeboy jumped me at the bus stop talking crap and hit me with a with a low blow to the stomach. And you was right there. I don't remember that. What happened? It was junior high and that one big white dude. I don't know what he was talking mess to me and I was talking it back and then he popped me in the stomach and then you stepped in right before we got on the bus that and then we got on the bus <laughs> so I mean it was cool but he was oh, a bigger man. dude but he I forgot what it was but he said something to me that was crazy I do remember somebody punching and I me said in something stomach, to him was that like, was crazy back, and he hit oh, me out of oh, nowhere man. And then oh, you no. came in, that, 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 oh, that, no. that, and then we got back on the bus. Yeah, I do remember somebody hitting you and stuff. Because I, remember I mean, even the know. stuff we had to ride against with them, them white racist dudes around the corner, around the around the street, all the time. All yeah, the time. All the time. You on TV all and junior time. high talking crazy. <laughs> this dude on the t te- on the television, like the TV news. Tell me, I ain't afraid of you. And if you want it, <laughs> come get it. And I wish you would. <laughs> I didn't say that. You would say oh, you man, got kicked off. That. You got kicked off. I think I got kicked off because I told yeah. them they were calling me the N-word. Yeah, you got I kicked they off. Keep, they keep calling but, me I mean, nigger. You and me, me and but you. But I was... started it, though. That was that was what I was mad about. I created the whole program. I created the whole yeah. video. Yep. I edited it. Mm. I made the program. Say nothing new I, to you. I did the whole thing. You're supposed to be doing this stuff. I Even in I, high I school, so. you did the morning announcements. So. The morning news in school, yeah. Even high school, you did the morning announcements. Even when you tried to play your music and they was hating on you. Yeah. That was the only time yeah. I was vibing. But yeah, me and you, yeah. so I once think again, we shared a locker in high school. My my sophomore year, my first year, because it was only 10, 11, and 12, yeah. I shared a locker with you and Brian. I didn't even know where my locker was. <laughs> I had no clue where my locker was. I just the used yours. Time. So yeah. we've always been cool. We've always been tight. So like you have been my representation of my best friend since the beginning. And then I met these knuckleheads, Dwight, Dez, and Lil Chris. When we and you went to camp. <clears throat> yep, we went, to, uh, went to Camp Voyager. Camp Voyager. Camp Voyager. It was forty dollars a week, and Mom wanted us to go. And for a full week of camp for a kid, it was forty dollars, and half the kids there didn't even pay. But it was through Boys and Girls Club. And that's I where think, I met these dudes. Mom didn't want you to go. Dad wanted y'all to go. Oh, that was $40. I didn't have to buy no food. 
<laughs> that was like uh that was like uh, mini the most relief we had in a while. I didn't have to yeah. buy no more no food for y'all for a whole week. That was worth forty dollars. Yeah. It was just and honestly, man, like me, it was probably the was best weird. thing. It was weird, it's the weirdest thing in the world because we just connected, we just clicked, and it was me and Dwight and 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 Dez. We couldn't be stopped, and then Lil Chris came here and there, but he was younger, so he, that's why we call him Lil Chris because of camp. He was a little cousin that got scared to be alone away from his parents. So, you know, he was eight, seven years old. He was eight years old, seven years old, so obviously he was a little bit scarier than the older cousin. So, yeah, but since 10, I've been rocking with them, and then Seneca, he would cut our – he started cutting my hair because Dwight was – uh, he was uh, – that's uh, – he was dating um, Linda, which is uh, Dwight's sister. So since been cutting my hair ever since I was what 14, 15. So I haven't, so these people have been in my life since I was 10 years old. And me and Dez have never gotten to one argument, which is crazy. And I've known him for over 28 years. Since he was 10 years old. We have never gotten never. to an argument, never gotten to a fight, never had like a yo, we can't talk no more for a little bit. I need my space. Nothing. Not one time. And like these three right here, once again, we all know they family. And like that's why I said it's it's funny. This is it. This is my this is my friends right here. That's it. I don't mess with nobody else. Yeah. I don't mess with nobody else but these people in this picture. That's it. That's it. And like Dad said, once again, they become family. So for the holidays, I would go to their house after we did our thing for Christmas. I would go to mm -hmm. theirs. You know what I'm trying to say? So I'd be doing different things to make sure that. Everybody was 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 all together and all connected, and and I just I just feel like it, it was a good thing. And mom always said with me and Dez, um, specifically, is like we're best friends because I see something in him, and he sees something in me that we both we both admire. You know what I'm saying? So there's an admiration for the both of us. It's not like one person is following the other. It's an even it's an even mm -hmm. type of thing. And we was always riding. We lived together. We never had any issues. Like every time he moved in the army, I drive. I got to go down and help him drive to whatever new location he's at. But yeah, we've been tight. I mean, ever since all three of them had a key to my apartment. Like, it's just if I didn't get home early enough, then somebody had my bed and I sleep on the couch. Like, I didn't care. <laughs> Like that's how it went. It was that's that easy. Went, like yeah. it was. It wasn't even an issue. Even when you had your apartment, I'd be sneaking over your house. But I mean, it's like with them friends. It's like with them specifically. Like it's different. Like with with Seneca, especially because you know, like Dez, he went to the army, and Lil Chris and Dwight was doing their thing, or whatever the case may be. With Sin, even I love that dude to death because I would just go to the barbershop. I didn't even need a haircut. It's not like I needed a haircut. I would just go to hang out with him. He'd usually be like, yo, you want to go get something to eat? I get something to eat. After he got done cutting for the day, we go hang out or do whatever. Like that man right there, you know, it's 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 not even a fact of he's my barber. That's family. So like for these all these these people in this picture, like this is my family and it's a different type of feeling. It's like I don't you know, like their moms call me their mom. I mean, their son, and I call him mom. I don't call their Mrs. Jenkins and Miss Miss Overton or Mr. Overton. I call them dad and mom. Like, that's how it is. And mom calls them sons. Like, how's my son dad's doing? Like, it's, how's my boy? Now, you know, like, it's it's not even to the point where it's confusion. 
and that's how I like it. Like it, it, it gives it gives me a different view of family, of not just being blood itself, but more than blood. And like for them, it's always going to be a connection. It's always going to be love, no matter what goes on, no matter what happens. We can go through our ups and downs, or we can have our battles or whatever, fist fights or who knows what. But no matter what, we always going to come back. And that's what Dad said. We can go through a section where we don't, we aren't on the same page, and we doing different things. Like, me and Dwight had a season where we were doing different things, but that didn't mean in any way, shape, or form that I was going to disrespect him or talk crazy about him or say that he's not my family and I don't love him to death because that would be a lie. That would be a lie. We just wasn't doing the same thing. That's literally it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like I didn't like him. It's not like we didn't ha- we didn't love each other. We just was doing different things. So eventually when you get to a point, and everybody has that point when they get older, especially when you're 10 years old, and that's when you meet somebody, like you go through a situation you where you evolve. So dead, there was a point where Dez was doing his own thing. And then we came back or whatever, and it was like nothing ever happened because, you know, and especially even now, like he's in the he's been in the army for the last 20 years. He ain't been home. He was home for I think a three or four year span within those 20 years. And that was it. That was it. Yeah, so since he was 17 years old, 18 years old, he's been out. So I mean it's like that connection doesn't go nowhere. Lil' Chris, mm-hmm. I mean, and they're all, they, you know, just, he's a police officer for St. Paul. He's in the Army. He works for the government. He's a barber. Like, it's a totally, you know, it's it's a, you know, I'm a consultant. I do computer number stuff. Like, it's not like I got, I hang around with bums either. No, man. That's what's great. Like, y'all friendship. Yeah. Coming from where y'all grew up and just seeing y'all all grow up as a successful uh, black men, all of us, beautiful, and 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 you and Dez's relationship is just something special. The relationship that you got with with Dez is just uh, amazing because a lot of people don't have a friend like that uh, that'll be in your life for so long and 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 so real that you never have an argument with. Like I have one person in my life, two people maybe I think. Uh, that I've that I've known my whole life and never argued with. Uh, Sadari, I think I don't. I don't think me and Sadari ever had an argument. That's probably my best friend. That's somebody who I've been knowing since I was twelve. So just like them, just yeah. like them, we went to school mm-hmm. together, seventh grade. So I've been knowing Sadari since I was twelve years old. That's my best friend. I probably never had an argument with her. I don't talk to her. At all, I think maybe I'll talk to her once in the last two months. Um, <clears throat> but that's still my dog. Yeah, you know but things change. I mean, that's still you my best be, friend. You're yeah, not like you. 16, 17 years old and going, I don't go weeks without talking Hang to you. Yeah, but it's not yeah. like, it's not like I'm like, so you ain't called me yesterday. No, like that's, that's not, not a real friend. That's weird. Yeah, like, that's very you weird. Got a hus- <laughs> you got a husband and three yeah. kids. Like they living their life. She worked a yes. full time job. Yes. I got a wife and four kids. Yes. So uh, having a definition of a friend, like somebody that you know that'll always be there for you. Yeah, because um, best friend don't mean you talk every day all every day. Because yeah. the same the person you talk to every day all day probably get on your nerves every day all day. Yeah. <laughs> for real. Well, as yeah. you get older, like you know, like my age, I'm in my sixties now. I realize you know, who to value and who not yeah. to value. And so, you know, now our friendship is probably a lot deeper yeah. now than it was back then because we realized that, you know, we got each other. 
I never, I never trust them big crews anyways, though. Like, when it was a whole bunch of, like, 15, 20 people, like, for me, it's too much, it's too much going on. There's too much snakes in the grass. Like, even with Dez, for example, you see this picture of us going out? This is about the max that Dez was comfortable with. Outside of this, it's too many people. And you know, when we used to go out, it'd be a lot of people sometimes, depending on the situation. But this right was this was the core, like at least these these three. I mean, just me, Dwight, and Dez for sure. And then these three, they would come in and there. Sin would come here and there when he could. He's obviously a little bit older than us, but still, yeah. like when these two, it was, it was, it was just Dwight, Dez, me, yeah. Dwight, Dez all day, every day. Let's go play hoops yeah, at the YMCA. Me and Dwight going to the Burnsville Center and hooping it up. Or whatever the case may be. You know what I'm trying to say? Us going to the mall, Mall of America. First, we're going to stop at the Chinese food spot and get some teriyaki chicken and then go up to the third, the fourth floor to the movie theater and watch the movie while we eat our teriyaki chicken with extra sauce and sauce on the rice. Like, that's what we used to do. Yeah. We wasn't doing nothing crazy. We weren't out here <sighs> acting goofy. We go like so to the me... little 16 plus club and uh, whatever the case may be, but that was about so... it. Uh, looking back on it now, when you're younger, your definition of friendship is a lot different um, than it is now, right? So what I mean by that is, like, you had a lot more friends when you're young, like 16, 17. Did nope. you have, you didn't have, you, yes, you, you had a. I had the same crew. No. The only other person was Dan. Yeah, you right. That's it. You always had the same friends. That's it. I Dad, wasn't messing around a with a whole bunch of people. Uh, yeah, we hung out. Well, me and Daryl had a lot of other friends. Yeah, so we okay. hung out we with a whole lot of other yeah. people. Yes, you know, where we hung out with every day or, you know, depends on where we were at. But we knew, we always knew who who was number right. one. We always like knew. Randoms you know, like, here or there. Yeah. But they would come and go in and out, whatever. But, you know, I could go to his house whether he's there or not. He can come to my house whether I was there or not. Yeah. You know, so it was. I was stop like, by mom's and get something to eat. Yeah. So it don't matter. It was It was just, we was, you know, I helped him move so many times. It was, <laughs> you know, it was almost like every other month we was moving somewhere. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we just, that was just, we just knew who we were. And he knew, and I knew that he was. I knew if Daryl was there, my back is covered. Yeah, you know, I just like knew with, it. I yeah, like to worry about nothing. With Dwight, he had a. Uh, we had a uh, like Burnsville, obviously, from because we went to totally different schools. It was Chuck and Jer- and uh, Melvin, and them two was solid. And you know, what I'm trying to say, and I would, I would rock with them to the day I die as well. Like even when Mel went to the workhouse, where you, you know, what I'm trying to say, I was the only. You know me. If I know you in jail and I can get there, I'm gonna come visit you because I know how it can be. So Mel, he had gotten to some issues or whatever the case may be, which got discarded or whatever. But I made sure I went to go visit him because it was in a distance where I can go visit him. Like I'm the type of dude that if I got your back, I got your back. I'm not gonna sit here in front. So if you in in a messed up situation and I need to come visit you or whatever the case may be, you short on the bill. If this dude gets too drunk at the bar and his and he can't find his card, I'll just swipe mine and call it a day. If he pays me back, if he pays me back, if he don't, he don't like I don't. It doesn't really matter to me. 
You right. know how many friendships I see where people is like, well, I don't know. You might not like that. Uh, you might. Nah, 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 nah. Yo, we got a saying. You like it. I love it. I'm not messing with that girl. But if you call her her dream, guess what? She's a dream come true to us. <laughs> and that's just how it rolls. If we see something bad, though, if we see something crazy, I'm going to check you because we love each other. Like, that ain't the move. So we're not yes men either. And like I don't I don't understand a lot of these friendships where you can't just express how you feel and they don't just receive you for who you are. Like I don't have the same expectation for little Chris as I do for Des as I do for Dwight. They're three individuals. So I approach them three different ways. And I handle them three different ways. I talk to them three different ways. We have three different relationships. Like, and a lot of times with some people, they just expect the same thing from everybody that they know the same thing from all of their friends. And I find it stupid because you're just going to get yourself hurt. And then you're going to be sitting there acting like they're not a friend when they were exactly who they were. <laughs> you messing with the same person for the last 20 years and you still like surprised about some stuff. Really? Word. <laughs> you didn't know not to leave your wallet around Ray Ray. Really? Word. <laughs> you know, Ray Ray ain't got it. Right. That's good to hear, man. You know, um, just 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 from the outside looking in, uh your relationship with your friends is probably uh it's the stuff you see in movies. What's that movie main? Uh the best man. The best man of the wood. The best man of the wood. Yeah, that's the type of relationship you got with your home. I can tell them I love you. We tell yeah. each other we love you. Like I don't know why a man can't tell another man, hey man, I love you and I want to make sure you're okay. Nothing that's what you're supposed to do. Well, we do that now, me and Daryl. We didn't do that earlier. We've always but done now, that. Now that we're older and, you know, we can yeah. say that out loud. You know, <laughs> back in the day, it was like, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, I see you. Yeah, all right, bro. I, you know, I have no problem ahead. hitting up Dwight right now and being like, yo, man, I was thinking about you. I love you, and I want to make sure you're okay. That's it. That's sweet. That's sweet. Well, see, me and Daryl, uh, my birthdays, we never spent together. We never spent my birthdays together because my birthdays I always spent with Junie and Danny because Danny's birthday was the ninth mm-hmm. and Junie's birthday was the eighth, but he was a year younger than me. So we, we all spent our, spent our birthday together. So there was like a bond. You know, wherever we was at, we always connected on our birthday and spent that whole day together and that whole night. For two days, you know, where we, we was at, we were zoned out for two days together. But <laughs> I always spent Daryl's birthday, you know, I was connected with him on his birthday because his birthday and Charlotte's birthday is the same day. They both are born on, born on the 13th. Mm. So I don't know how that happened, but, you know, so the 13th is an is a important day for her. So we always hook up. Mainly him and him and Charlotte, you know, they always make sure that they hook up together on the birthday because they got the same day. So I was, right. but he's, you know, I don't even know if he know what my birthday was. Still today, <laughs> I'm serious because I always disappeared. You know, I never was around him on my birthday because I spent that with my family with uh, Dwight and Jimmy. We did some wild. I mean, yeah, one day, y'all, <laughs> one day. I mean, I'll give you, I'll give you one, one, 
I'll give y'all one story. I'm about to say we 38, 45. Yeah, I just want to say a rest in peace to Uncle Danny too. Uh, his son got a podcast. Him and Tracy, uh, uh, his son Maurice and Tracy yeah, he got just a podcast. And uh, I checked it out. So I want to shout out. He just moved down podcast. here to uh, California. Yeah, we live in Maurice. California right now. So yeah, yeah, we're gonna try to. Cook so out. shout out to Maurice. Yeah, but see, Danny back in the day, you know, Danny was the coolest one. He was the the playboy of the of the group. So <laughs> we was uh, spending our birthday together on my birthday, and uh, we was, I think we had some acid or something. We was taking some acid, <laughs> and so Danny met this girl. He had just met her that morning. And uh, so he met this girl and she had her own apartment. You know, we was all teenagers, but she was a grown woman. She was in her twenties. And so Danny had her apartment. So we was, we was all getting blasted. And so Danny's like, well, let's go hang out at her house. She was at work. And we <laughs> broke into this woman's house, climbed through the window and was hanging out at her house mostly all day. <laughs> He just met this woman, and we hanging out at her house all day until, and we was all sitting there getting tripping and stuff. So we put this record on, and the record was uh, Stevie Wonder, uh, Superstition. Superstition. See, yep. See, I knew it. <laughs> and so the record was playing, and then the record started skipping. You know, it got to the part where it says the devil's on his way. And they kept saying, the devil, the devil, the devil. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Man, we got out of that house so fast. <laughs> <laughs> was, uh, uh, we started looking at each other. And we started tripping. Like, what is that really saying that? The devil. All back. The devil. The devil. That's why dad don't mess with the devil now. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, we, we, we was out of that house. But we, that was just one of our birthdays together. So did she ever know that y'all was in the crib? Yeah, she cussed Danny out. Oh, told him off, said she never want to see him again. I'm surprised she didn't call the police, but we didn't steal nothing. We were just in there hanging out. That's just one of our birthday stories. But all of our birthday stories are pretty much like that. And we're doing some wild stuff. Well, I guess I'll give y'all one. I'll give y'all one story since the saint, since I'm the saint. Yes, you are one story. So one time, me and Dwight decided to skip school to hang out with his girlfriend. And uh, I don't know if she was my girlfriend at the time or if I was just talking to her to try to because they were friends. Right. So. uh, We skip school and we go and uh, I'm driving, obviously, so I pick uh, Dwight up and the two girls. And then we go back to his crib to just hang out. So we just hanging out, chilling. And um, Mama Simone, rest in peace, Dwight's mom had came home early. So you hear the garage door open. So we scrambling. He was like, oh, man. <laughs> so Dwight, he hides the two girls in his closet. Right. (laughs) But one of them left her purse on the couch. So moms comes in and we didn't even notice the purse or whatever it was that was on the couch. So moms comes in and she's looking around and she's like, y'all back. Y'all here early. I was like, yeah, I got off school early. 
I was like, yeah, I got off of school early, so I just came over or whatever the case may be because school was out by then. So it wasn't like she called us when we were skipping school or whatever. But she peeps the, the purse on the couch. Now, moms, what she usually does is she comes right in and goes to her room. She might hit the kitchen for a little bit and then goes right to her room and she don't come out. But as soon as she saw that purse today, she decided to sit in the couch and watch television all day. She said, I'm not moving. Because she was like, whose purse is that? And Dwight was like, uh, D- Reggie had gave a ride to some uh, girl uh, from our school, and we didn't want to leave the purse in the car, so we just brought it in. So Dwight had came up with the slick, off-the-top lie, like, yo, it was just some girl, we gave a ride, she left it in the car, you know, Reggie's car. You know how that is, because, you know, I stayed with a hoopty back then. So he was like, we didn't want it to get stolen or broken into, so we just brought it in the house. He's like, oh, okay. So she looking around, went downstairs, looked inside the room, but she didn't open the closet. So we just sitting there panicking, like, ah, what we going to do? So <laughs> we said, listen, Dwight was like, listen, y'all got to jump out this window. <laughs> Hold on, you sent him out the window, too? So D- Dwight did. I didn't. So he took the screen off the window. Right. And then. uh Literally had the girl shimmy outside. So he went outside real quick. He said, yo, I got to grab something out the car. He went outside, helped them down off the roof because he was on the second floor because it was a townhouse. So it was a house and then the garage with the roof or whatever. So it slid down. So it wasn't a just straight drop. Okay. So he slid them down. And then they, they got into the car. He had to hide the screen on the side of the house because he couldn't bring it back up right then. And he had to hide the screen on the side of the house. So then they get in the car and then they have to sit on the side of the, I mean, they get by the car, but they have to sit on the side of the house for like an hour because we couldn't just leave because moms would know something was up. So she was like, well, dinner's ready. So y'all can go eat right now then. So she's trying to prolong us going anywhere. So she's eating. So we eating. She's she's dragging it on. So they, they already mad outside, blowing the phones up. Like, can we go now? And then we finally leave. But the problem is, is that when we get back, <laughs> somebody stole the screen. <laughs> somebody stole the screen from the side of the house. <laughs> so mom, I don't know. I don't know who stole <laughs> that screen. But somebody stole the screen from the window. So we just sitting there like, yo, who would steal a screen? <laughs> Why would you, what would you do with a screen? So moms knew because the screen was gone from that day since. And she was like, something not. I couldn't, I couldn't blame you. I couldn't pick it. But something wasn't right. So that, that oh, was my... She might have stole the screen, though. I think she might have. But no, because we never, we, it never got back. And she wasn't going to do that to her own house. So did she ever find out? We told her later. Oh, right. We told her later on, but yeah, but we didn't get in trouble then. By the time we told her, we was already older. Well, you and Bernita got some stories. I ain't got none of them kind of stories. Well, that, that was more, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I ain't I'm never gonna, had this. I ain't I'll never take the blame, to, even though, because I'm not going to throw my girl. mans under the bus, so I'll take the blame. Yeah. I'll never throw my mans under the bus, so that was all me. I'll take it. I'll take the was, Y'all lucky. Uh, well, me and friends, is, uh, I ain't got none of them stories. Yeah, I, you do. I ain't never snuck with nobody else. Yeah, right but now. you got some other stories. It ain't got to be yeah, about no, sneaking. We, no, yeah. yeah, we ain't going to get into that. My friends that I picked were uh, 
the wrong friends. Delinquents. I, I'm, I'm the example of how to pick uh, the wrong type of friends. Uh, even though at the time I thought, you know, all of my friends was good friends. Um, but it's like different reasons why I don't have no friends right now from different. I, sometimes, you know, sometimes you make you think it was you. Right. So sometimes I think maybe it was me. Maybe I'm the problem. Maybe why I don't have no friends. Your uh, friends didn't coincide with who but, you were. Yeah. And, so that's and why the stuff that never... we were doing, I got to kind of distance. Because the reason why I don't have you were, you know, the reason, the real reason, I think right now, oh, I'll tell y'all the story why I don't, uh, why I don't have friends, and I think y'all might know this story. Uh, uh, Twenty minutes later. Long story short, me and him get into an argument. He told me he was gonna kill me, and I told him, "Well, I'm gonna kill you first <laughs> if you ever see me." And I can't be friends with anybody who would ever tell me they was going to kill me. I don't care how mad they is. Uh, if you ever tell me you're going to kill me, uh, we can't be friends ever again. Yeah, that might especially, be an indication. I don't know. Especially a small over, one. I mean, that ain't the seven. first situation that might have thrown a red flag up. But we'll skip all the 800 other situations. Yeah. But yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> I mean, and, that was the then, catalyst. <laughs> and, well, you know, and then you know that, you know, me and him both. Uh, are really about that. So he would really do that and I would really do that to him and have done that before and we know he was a killer. So it was just like, okay, at this point, we need to just not be friends no more and chill out. And um, so because of that, now I I stopped messing with all of my friends because just like you said that you and Daryl, you and Daryl was best friends, but y'all hung out with a lot of other people. So me oh, and Daryl, me and Fat Boy was best friends, but we hung out with a lot of other people. But because I can't trust him, I can't trust none of them. You understand what I'm saying? So for my own personal safety and for their safety, I don't want to be involved with none of y'all. I just be with me and my kids and my wife. And you know what I'm saying? We'll just do our thing. And then y'all stay over there and y'all do your thing because now this was years later. And then the, uh, I know earlier we talked and we said, you and Dez never argued. Well, me and my wife is like really my best friend. <clears throat> and her brothers and their family is my family. So her brother is my brother. Her sisters are like my sisters. I've been with her since I was 20. I'm 39. <clears throat> um, so I've been knowing her family her whole life. So when I say Isabel is like my little sister, that's my little sister. I've been knowing her since she was 12. And her little brother, I've been knowing him since he was 13. 14 years old, right? So Dwayne is the only other person that I've I've known uh, for that long and never had an argument with. Me and Dwayne would kick yeah, it all close. the time. Yeah. And I've I've never me and him never even if me and his sister that got dude was funny it, though. <laughs> me and his sister could fight, me and Trisha fight today, and Dwayne have my back. Me and him could get into we could have a disagreement. But we never had an argument. What was that so, house they used to stay off of where I used to come visit? Was it on Western? Yeah, it was on, West, on Western. On Western. On Western. Yeah. yeah. That's the only Western time I used Thomas. to. Yeah, Dwayne was cool because he was always. Yeah. yeah, he was just cool. Wild boy. But yeah. Yeah, but he Dwayne, was cool with me. He ain't yeah. never, like, he ain't never had no issues with me. And I was he a was dorky dork. He was the realest. 
and he was a real person. He accepted you for who you was. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Now, I was a dorky like, dork, and he was cool with me. Even Prince. Matter of fact, he's the only other person I ever let take Prince, uh, take Prince anywhere. And I wasn't there other than my mom and dad. He's the only yeah. person I ever took Prince somewhere. So, like, and I lost him. His best friend murdered him two years ago, Dwayne. Uh, his best friend murdered him. So when you in these streets, it's serious. And it's just a lesson to anybody out there in the streets. If you in there, get out. Because the same people that you're taking pictures with, like, see, if this was the streets, the same people that are in Reggie's picture, half of them would Counting be them dead. Off. Yeah. Other ones would be in jail. And you'd be beefing with the other one. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what the streets do to your friendship. Uh-huh. It, it kill your friends or it'll make you kill your friends or your friends try to kill you. And, uh, yeah, so that's why I really ain't got no friends right now. Yeah, <clears throat> but, you can't make friends out of the streets. No, you can't. You can make them out of camp. Yeah. Out of camp, yeah. Get them out of camp. <laughs> Usually you make your friends when you're young. Or in school. Or college. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. you know, by the time you get older, everybody got different got their own ideals, so you can't really trust too many people. Right. And that's you it. can't mm-hmm. trust anybody, really. But you can have yeah. friends with one eye open and one eye closed, but you can never have friends that you can close both eyes. Yeah, and that's why Aaron was saying, like, weird. I'm lucky. I can close both all my eyes with all of these dudes, and I'm cool. I, I, I trust your friends with my life. I would trust yeah. his with my life. That's how much of a real person he is. I trust him with my life. Bone. Lil Chris, Dez, and Dwight. Yeah, I all do. I trust them all yeah. with my like life. You got, you got yeah, something. That's, that's the same uh, way. Like, special. I know if Daryl's somewhere where y'all's at, then I know y'all's taking care of him. Yeah. Because I know he's going to watch out for you. Mm-hmm. And that's my godfather. We better. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's a uh, it's a, it's a wild. Like I I I I see a lot of friendships, and I do appreciate the one. I, I do appreciate what I do have, and that's why I said I don't have an issue telling them I love them. I don't have an issue telling them like, y'all, man, I miss hanging out with y'all. Y'all, my brothers. Y'all, my family. Y'all, my cousins. Like we just say cousins. Like it's not even. Once again, I'm not related to anybody in this picture, but we call each other cousins. They're all related, literally. So they're mm-hmm. all first cousins. Me, I'm not. So, I mean, it's like I'm the one that literally, but, you know, Thanksgiving, I'm there. Christmas, where's Reg? You know, holidays, 4th of July, where's Reggie at? You know, so it's like I I, I don't take it for granted. Now, I don't need a whole bunch of people either because I also have seen a lot of situations where people will have a whole bunch of friends, but half of the friend, but they all don't like each other. You talk to yeah. one individually. Yeah, she be getting on my nerves or he be getting on my nerves. Like, it's not really, it's not as tight as it looks. So they may be friends, but half the time, half of them get on each other's nerves. They don't like each other. They be, they be side talking. They be hating. And that's why I said it, it's, it's, I don't understand how you can say that that's your tight, tight friend for years and years and not just be happy for them. And be jealous. And not just, and not just them, want yeah. them to be good. If they do something good, if they did something that you wouldn't do, but it's still working for them, like I don't understand why you wouldn't be happy for them. It doesn't. It doesn't take anything away from you to be happy for somebody else. It takes nothing from you. It takes nothing from you to just be like, yo, I'm glad you're good. I'm glad you're happy. Just be careful choosing your friends. Yeah. Uh, 
because, uh, like I said, you don't know. But you got a, you got some great friends though, bro. Like, I just got to get them some love, man. All of them, even Dwight, because Dwight reach out to me every time he's doing something. Dwight's the man. He reach out to me. He be like, Dwight is, uh, Dwight is what you call the epitome of family. Like Dwight's yeah. thing is family. Like I'm not yeah. his friend, I'm his family. And he'll let you yeah. know I'll do anything for my family. So that's one thing about Dwight that I love the most. And that's why I said you have to admire certain things about certain people. That's what Dwight, I, was, I was gonna tell her Dwight story. But yeah, Dwight, Dwight is, is about family. He's a good dude, man. He's a good dude. All right, uh, this has been the Real Family Therapy Podcast. Uh, it's DJ Double OG, Are You Serious Dad? Man, we I was not trying to go this long. I swear <laughs> we started off in the 30, 40 minute range and then it already went over an hour. Uh, dad, uh, you're on mute right now, but do you got any dad jokes for us today? Uh, change a diaper while I'm doing the podcast. So when you see me doing that, um, I'm doing that a little bit. Let's see. Yeah, I found one joke. Uh, Adam and Eve are wandering around the Garden of Eden, and they're just walking around, and they're wondering to themselves, are they black or are they white? So Eve says, well, why don't you go and ask God? So Adam goes into the Garden of Eden and shouts out to God, are we black or white? A big booming voice bellows below, you are what you are. And so Adam immediately goes back to Eve and tells, tells her, that they are white. And so Eve says, how do you know? How do you know, asked Eve. He said, because God says, you are who you are, Adam replied. But why does that mean we are white, asked Eve. And Adam said, because if we were black, he would have said, you is what you is. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, the racism in that joke. <laughs> Man, who you tell them? Hey, but it's true. Oh, I got a lot of these. There's a lot of racist jokes out here. <laughs> oh, yeah. It is what it is. <laughs> it's so true and accurate. It's so sad. All right. Uh, here's another. Here's you. You want to hear a racist one? Here's one. Oh, oh, oh Lord. Lord. I know, but hold I mean, on. we wait just a second. <laughs> we want to get canceled. We just got <laughs> the podcast. Right, right. How does a black girl tell that she's pregnant? Nah, I don't like this one. I'm cool. I don't tap in with the black mother of queens. Nope, I'm out. I only support black women. I walk around supporting black women all day, every day. That's what I do. Nope, I'm not a part of this one. I'm going to look yonder. Uh, are you serious that he done with this? <laughs> all right, hey, are you serious? Do you got any... Uh, oh, he for real left. Huh? No, I'm here, but I'm just, you oh. know... Hey, do you got any facts we can take to work there? Yeah, <laughs> Since you don't want, black women. You scared, you scared of the Don't jokes. ever talk about black women. Don't you ever. Don't you, don't you do it. Don't even <laughs> mess with it. As much as black women have saved our butts from time to time. Hey, did you see they even got Kamala Harris in the all White House yet? Kamala. 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 She don't Kamala. stay in the White House. She stays Kamala. in the... Uh, no, they don't have, no, they don't have her... her Vice presidency home ready. Yeah, yet. that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah she's still looking out of the suitcase. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Because they had to redo it from the stench of the pence. So it's a lot of redoing. That's why they had to do a lot of renovations. She mad though. She like yeah. it's taking too long. But I don't got no fun facts today. I'm cool. Oh, um wait. Let me think. Nah, I ain't got nothing. Never mind. I won't All right, well. 
No problem, man. It's Real Therapy, Family Therapy Podcast, DJ Double OG. We got all you serious about that. Um, yeah, any last words then, fellas? Any last words before we go? Nope, that's it. I no just saved that. dad's career. Su- support black women. <laughs> I just saved dad's career. <laughs> First of all, you know dad don't give no... <laughs>